Peace and grace, everyone, and welcome back to One on One with the Canon Podcast Show, brought to you by WCANmedia.com, where tomorrow's services are here today. And with me in the podcast room is Samuel Hampton II. I'm so glad to be with you today, Canon. We're going to have some fun here, okay? We're going to have a great time. This is not serious here. This is a good time. This is a wonderful time. I'm not going to try to make too many jokes because we have another special guest on the day. (laughs) I mean, and I really want to make sure everybody gets to see, uh, hear her. I should say, okay. <laughs> in a whole other light. Uh, Jasmine Bailey is with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Why? Uh, because I get a chance to talk, and y'all have it all set up for me. <laughs> this is this is cool. Here goes another Laura for her. <laughs> <laughs> It's for her. It ain't for us. No, she gets to talk. This is cool. That's telling you something, isn't it? (laughs) That says a lot. We're going to have a nice conversation. We're going to talk about some very deep, intimate issues. All this right here on 101 with the Canon Podcast Show right after this. Greetings. I'm Samuel Hampton II, producer at WCAN-TV. WCAN-TV is currently looking for quality programming for 30 to 60 minutes. If you have a message that you would like to share to the world, Please contact me at 440-836-4591 or at tvwcan at yahoo.com. Thank you. Hello, my name is Shelly Mathis and I am CEO and founder of Shelly Mathis Counseling Services. We specialize in mental health, trauma, and also substance abuse with an expertise in depression and anxiety for individuals, groups, couples, marriage and families, and also child and adolescents. If you're in need of assistance, give us a call at 330-577-8548. Thank you. Hi, I'm Joseph with Power to Become, an executive director with the John Maxwell team, bringing transformational training around the globe, making a difference when it makes a difference. We want to connect with you. Go to power2become.org or .com and connect with us now. Hi, my name is Dr. Marlene Carson, and I am a survivor of domestic minor sex trafficking. What is a survivor, you ask? Well, I survived sex trafficking as a child. I thrive in business and ministry, and I'm here to help you revive your dead dreams, visions, and purpose. If you would like to connect with a survivor community, please reach out to www.rahabshopeofohio.org. That website address again is www.rahabshopeofohio.org. Welcome back to One on One with the Cannon podcast show and our special guest on today, Jasmine Bailey. You know, Jasmine, it's been a wonder, an awesome privilege to have you with us on today. I know this is a whole nother setup, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a regional Morrow and Emmy Award winning news anchor here in Cleveland, Ohio, an author, top selling Amazon author, also a dynamic speaker, sister, friend, daughter, all the things. I got but, the butt in. I got the butt in. Yes. We do this on the podcast. Yes. We do that. Okay, we just come right fine. on in. Go right ahead. Okay. You said Amazon number one, Uno? Yes. Uh, my book, The Woman with the Oil, Bearing All and Healing from the Inside Out, uh, debuted at number one in its debut weekend uh, in its category. So I'm very excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Business. And Emmy wow. Award winning? Emmy Award winning. I've been in the broadcast news uh, industry for 12 years now which feels crazy. I don't know where the time went. And uh, Regional Murrow, which is one of the top awards you can win. I'm interested in history. Why broadcast media? 
if I'm being honest, uh, be honest, there's a woman named Danita Harris, and I watched her growing up, and she was hilarious, and she cracked jokes on Mark Johnson, if you know anything so about true. Cleveland News. So <laughs> and I was like, I want to be her. I met her in my senior year in high school, and that was solidified. So, and wow. she's a dynamic speaker. Yes. As you talked about, yes. she's a phenomenal television personality. And even beyond that, I you mean, know she does great things You've in the community. You've seen her before? Yes, sir. Could we never mention it? I have mentioned it. We've talked about this, Cannon. But we, I'll, I'll leave that to you know, <laughs> I'll leave that to the, okay. you know, alone. We're, and we'll okay. just turn that over. I'm going to handle my business after the consultant producer. Okay. The consultant <laughs> producer take care of that. Okay, continue, continue, continue. Yes, Danita's everything, though. <laughs> she yes, is. she is. Uh, but yeah, I, I went to Michigan State to uh, get a degree in broadcast journalism, and then it took me all over the country. Uh, Michigan, I'm going to hold Virginia. that against you. I'm going to yes. hold that against you. Oh, well, see, it's not the University of Michigan. Let's, let's just be What you going to hold against? It's still, it's still, it's still the, the school up north. Do two schools up north. State. What you about them? You got to be O H I O. Buckeye country. It didn't fly by. I didn't catch that. You're right. <laughs> Did you catch it later? No, yeah. you're, you're right. I'm taking that out. <laughs> Our football coach is from Cleveland Heights. If that makes you feel any better, that's, Mel that's, Tucker. You know, awesome, yeah, true, true. awesome, awesome coach. I'm not gonna fight it. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> so broadcast me. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move us along. So we okay. won't stay there long. Yeah, because I'm getting right. upset. <laughs> So, so you're doing broadcast media. You're traveling all over. I mean, great success with that. Tell, tell us the rest. Tell us more about your story. Yeah. So, uh, journalism takes you everywhere, as I mentioned. I took a job in Florida in 2013. Didn't know anyone down there, but it was a great opportunity. Orlando is a top 18 market in the country. Wow. So, I was so excited to get down there. And as soon as I did, I realized I don't know anyone. I have no friends. <laughs> so, hey, is, is that a present stat? Uh, yeah, it, you know Present, what? Orlando and Cleveland kind of go back and forth, Ooh. 18 and 19, but right? yeah, wow. top 20 markets that. in the country uh, based on population. So yeah. a lot of people to be watching TV news here. Oh, great. Yeah. So she goes to a big network or a big area mm -hmm. of market. Yeah. You definitely weren't part of Toastmasters, were you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, the funny thing is, I did do some Toastmasters. No, you didn't. But that moment, just uh, right here, right there, it just didn't come out right. You got to excuse me. Just for <laughs> it's okay. You was a member of Toastmasters? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm always trying to learn to be better as a speaker. So that was one of my things when we worked for a progressive. Okay. I ain't going to hate on you. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. We can just have some fun. We believe you. We believe you. That's plural. Uh, so. You mean yeah. singular? Yeah, that's right. You, you can't represent me. Oh, wow. Um, All right. We're okay. just going to get back to the story. You know, as soon as you move to a new city, everyone's like, maybe you join a gym or maybe you go, you know, join some workout group. And I guess I tried to do those things. Mm -hmm. I did. But ultimately, I ended up finding friends at a church. So I, I join, I get connected, I start hanging out with some of the girls there, and then there's a couple that I met who introduced me to one of their friends. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started this relationship that seemed amazing at the beginning. And we were going to all the cool spots, and, you know, I think our first date, he took me to a gun range, which was um, actually very interesting now that I look back at it, but it was a new experience. <laughs> you shot <laughs> so, a gun? <laughs> 
I did, and I was terrified while I was inside of there. Wow. However, it was a new experience. <laughs> right. I want to focus on that part. <laughs> it was a new, something I had never <laughs> something tried. Something I had never done before and out of my comfort zone, and I think um, that was what was exciting about this. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was cultured, he was educated, he was fun to be around, he was the life of the party, to be completely honest, and then we were doing all of these fun, amazing things that I had never done before. So we started dating, and we kept talking, and we were also going to church together, so there's a little bit of like faith intertwined with this we're all of a sudden five months in now we're getting married at five months five months five months and I, I really shouldn't even say dating because we weren't living in the same city for you know a couple of those months so there really wasn't a lot of time to get to know each other yeah. at all but so so what made you just say I'm in I'm jumping all the way in both feet in after five months. You know, I think a lot of people can relate to this if they are in a ministry. Uh, some, I walked in and there were couples who were just walking up to me my first day there and were like, I'm 21 and we just got married and we moved into our new house and we have a BMW. And I was like, that's interesting, right? right? You know, right. like, why why are you sharing this information with right. me was my, my first thought. But then as I kept going, it was like, well, you know, they're all having an amazing time. They travel. They're doing really well. They're successful together. They know the Bible front to back. Like, this has to be a good thing, right? And so it became normal uh, over the course of the like year that I'd been there that this was just what people did in Orlando. You know, they got connected with other successful people mm-hmm. and it was fine. So, um, um, I thought that this was the right thing to do. You said I thought? <laughs> so, so Candy, that, that? we might have to make that as a sidebar uh, podcast show yeah. or conversation what? about how sometimes in ministries the, the push yeah. to be married or to yeah. be coupled up. Yeah. Uh, right. And and it's not always done in a Hey, but the, you way. know that sidebar said there's a way that what? Seems right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, we ain't gonna we're gonna talk about no theology. No right. theology. I got you. Okay. okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's sort of how that happened. Um, you know, just being in an environment that did talk about marriage quite often and, and all of a sudden we were we were married and our wedding night things just flipped. You know, that fun atmosphere that we're trying new things, we're going to all the cool spots, all of a sudden this person was yelling and screaming and angry and they were you know telling me that I was ugly that I was weird I was strange not what they wanted not light enough my skin was too dark you know all these crazy things that I just was like who is this person wow and none of those things were ever mentioned prior to that time well you know so when you leave a relationship you know because ultimately I did leave of course I did have time to think back like did he ever say any of these things? Now, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're not what I wanted. No, 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 no. Those things were a first on the wedding night. But my skin complexion had come up a number wow. of times. Wow. So what did uh, the skin complexion have to do well, with the relationship? You no, know, you know, for some people, that's a very, you know, that's their standard. That's what they want. Um, and I think that if he had been a little more honest with himself, he would have realized, like, I just, I just did not meet his standard. Wow. Um, but he moved forward and well during going. the relationship the dating did you see any tall tale signatures that wow something's out of sync here uh some of those things did happen mm-hmm. however i'd never been in an abusive relationship before so i didn't know that they were happening at the time mm-hmm. um isolation is one of the the key components i think very on in the beginning and i was already sort of isolated like i said i moved to orlando and didn't know anyone didn't have any so friends so you said or isolation family. yes that has like the chemistry of human trafficking isolation that yes. isolation 
like yeah. people yes, like that. Yes, absolutely. Wow. So I'm already by myself. Okay. Um, I have friends that I've developed over, what, 10 months, 11 yeah. months? So they're not really, like, close friends, um, and there are only a couple of them. And now, all of a sudden, this new guy is coming in and making me question whether or not even those people should be as close to me. Um, if we sort of disagreed on something, then here he was saying, yeah, I don't really know if right. I would still befriend a person like that. Or are they are they moving in the same direction your life is moving in? So um, slowly he was becoming the only real voice that I had in my life. So over, did you over. get on the phone and, you know, outside external conversation with people? Hey, what do you think about this? Look at these these signatures that's happening here with me. I certainly would do that now, but <laughs> I was 23, 24, just very young and didn't know, like, this is a bad thing for someone yeah. to be saying to question your friendships and your relationships, um, thinking that he has my best interest at heart. And I think a lot of young people think that, and you it takes going through some difficult challenges for you to realize, like, no, people do not have your best interest at heart. Like, So no. uh, mother and father <laughs> didn't know. Uh, mother and father did not know until things had progressed to a level where I was like, I'm getting married now, which sounds insane. I would never do that now, ever right. in life. Do that now. Did you say ever, ever in life? Ever. <laughs> ever. That's crazy. Um, but they didn't know, and they did not agree for obvious reasons mm -hmm. and were right. Um, but I just, I thought, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what God has for me. I'm uh, sorry to throwing theology there, but it's oh, the truth. That's in. where I was. Um, and I and so I, I moved forward, you know, with or without their consent. What's the time frame on this? How long, long ago was this? Uh, I, let's see. I've been out of that relationship for going on five years now. Five years. Yeah. Wow. Okay, let me ask you something very intimate. What's the recovery time? How long? Oh, a long time. Uh, I would say it took until, honestly, the 2020, the start of the pandemic before. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was about a, a good four years of really digging into therapy, looking at all of the things that I had experienced, looking myself in the mirror and deciding, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to like me again. But I'll talk about that. Wait, before you say that, Doc, how about that psychological uh, gender effect, male and uh, males? Mm -hmm. Did that affect you? So, you know, I'm not going to trust another male again. <laughs> I had to make up that fancy word, psychological uh, gender. <laughs> gender effect. Fact, yeah. I think there was a moment for me where I was thinking, oh, they're just all awful. See that? But you hear that word? But all. I will I will say that it was short lived. Okay. Because um, right around that time I got a new co anchor at work and I was thinking, why am I sitting next to this guy every day? <laughs> <laughs> because at first we 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 took a long time to build rapport with each other and really build a relationship. And when he left Orlando, I told him it's like it took me a while, but I think you were set next to me because I needed to realize that not all guys were bad. Wow. I was really good. stuck in that space, and he was so good to his wife and so sweet to her, and he was always, like, leaning over. Do you think that she would like this? I was just like, oh, how dare you try to question how I feel, you know? But no, they're they're not all bad. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, as you're talking about that, talk about that time frame of yeah. the— 
taking time to heal because that's always a challenge. I know in the midst of that, probably people was like, hey, you should do this. Why not think about that? Taking time to really heal and walking through that whole process. I mean, it started with therapy. Uh, my therapist at the time, as soon as I walked away from that relationship, said, we're going to spend the next year working on your goals and your vision for your life. I decided to stop going to her <laughs> right in the middle because I was like, I do not need this. I do not need to pay to make a vision board with this lady and who does she think she is? And then I ended up back in her office months <laughs> later. Um, but that was really the start of it. And and once I was um, out talking with friends, they were like, you should get on dating apps. And I will be honest, I did start uh, reconnecting with old flames and all sorts of things. But I realized I was just not ready to let anyone in. Mm -hmm. I really had a wall up where I couldn't trust anyone. And so um, before I was you know, getting closer and closer to actually getting a relationship, I was like, I think I need to stop. This is not going to work for me. Um, but I spent years being single. And a lot of that was just going to therapy, working through my emotions, crying things out, writing the book. Finally, a therapist asked me if I'd ever told anyone everything that happened. And I said, no, I've shared bits and pieces with friends as things, you know, kind of reminded me of a flashback of some sort. But I'd never just sat down and said all of it. How's the book uh, coming along right now? Uh, what do you mean? Is it still out there? Yes, it's still out there. The book is on Amazon. It's, it's still number one. I'm asking. Oh, I didn't it's want still to bring number you down one. Ranks. Oh no, still... no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be diplomatic about right. it. I don't think you can bring her down. No, 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 no. no. I, I, I was scared. No, no, no. You're fine. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it's it's not it's not number one. But what I will say what? is that. Um, Every now and then I just go and look at the comments that people leave. Okay. And what I found was that I thought I was writing this book to speak to women who were in this situation that didn't necessarily have physical bruises mm -hmm. on their body. Mm -hmm. uh, my relationship was physically abusive, but mostly emotional, verbal, all the things that people can't see. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to feel empowered that like this matters just as much and you should protect yourself just as if you were being unfortunately punched in the face um, because it is it is impacting you that much. Now, what I found was that men were gaining a lot of things wow. from reading this book, um, seeing themselves in my uh, former partner and realizing, oh, my gosh, I say some of those things. I didn't realize. See, believe it or not, men don't want to come forth yeah. and let, really let people know that, hey, we're sensitive to. Yes. Yeah. See if they yeah. have their pride. Yeah. And, and, and there's some of the issues of right. some of the things like I don't think I'm of an abuser. Yeah. Right. But saying some of those same things, maybe like, no, man. I'm talking about men oh, who are yeah. abused by yes. women. Yo, that's oh, yes, true, too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Men are we abused by women. It definitely happens. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it can be um, embarrassing to feel like I should not be in this situation. Shouldn't I be strong enough to, to make it out? But um, having talked to, I spoke to a, a male abuse victim him a couple months ago for a story and what you know advocate said was like he's stronger than he really right, knows right. because he's not hitting right. back you know what i mean like yes. do you know how much it takes to not, not to restrain respond. yourself yeah, not and right. not respond right. in that situation so you know that's i think it's it's so many dynamics as you're talking about this and sharing a little bit about your story and how people can purchase your book. But even as you think about some of the takeaways from this, as, as you talk about like, hey, be careful when you're in isolation, you know. Uh, so I, and as you talk about that isolation, so you weren't 
doing things with family and friends and seeing how he would respond. So if somebody is manipulating your time and taking you away from people, then you that's a problem. Yes, there's so many things to consider when you get into a relationship. You know, uh, there was a requirement in this relationship for me to call as soon as I left from work. So there was no time for me. I mean, like I would be taking my mic off from the morning show and then immediately there would be a phone call from him or a reminder from him like, hey, where are you? Right. So I have no time to even think, you know, to myself, you know, do I need to go to the store? Do I need to grab something? Is there something I need to tell my boss? It's just immediately relationship. As you know what soon I call that? that? Show is over. Domestic micromanagement. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. That control. All the time. Manipulation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can't get out of bed until I'm out of bed, you know, feeling like you're a prisoner. Hang on, I got to cut you off. Repeat that one more time because maybe I didn't hear that it right. It sounds insane. Yes, I would it does. never in my life allow someone to tell me when I get out of bed, but. At the time, being in a relationship where I feel like I'm by myself, I feel ashamed to tell anybody that any of this is happening, and I'm constantly going to uh, church and being told, like, God can fix anything. Don't give up. Always believe. Use your faith for this, for that. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I should pray myself out of this situation. So here I am, and the rules just keep adding on. Adding on. Okay, how about inside on. the house or apartment? Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Do you uh, see questions like that? Where yes, are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, if I got up and, you know, he was still sleeping and I just decided to go in the room and read because that's kind of one of the things I love to do. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden I'm jumping because, you know, 20 minutes into a chapter, here he is standing and, over my shoulder. What are you doing? Why are you not in the room? And you are in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Doc, I got to be honest. If I was your brother. Oh, yes. I'd be, I know. I'd be in penitentiary right now. <laughs> No, I know. That's the challenge, though, right? Because when you're in those isolated moments, you feel like you have no other hope. Correct. And and if I get out of that, because like you talk about, but you don't you don't have to be isolated. Yeah. That's the key. You don't have it, to be. It takes it takes a, a lot for you to really let that message sink in, which mm-hmm. you don't say. Like, you don't have to be. And there are people who care about you, and there are people True. who would help you. I had coworkers after who were like, why didn't you tell me? I would have definitely came to your mm-hmm. defense. Like, I would have beat him up, That's right? That's what I'm talking you know? about. <laughs> but at the time... You're really in this place where you're like, I, I feel so yeah, ashamed yeah, that I even got here. Pride, you know, like, pride got in. how do I how do I tell someone that my life is like this? They're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah, especially so. when you're being told that you are crazy. Well, yes. Right? yes. I'm not right. trying to yes. add to this to this challenge. That's definitely another aspect of this. The confident woman that's sitting in front of you is not that person that was in that relationship, right? right? Like I'm being told that I'm ugly, stupid, strange, all the things I like are weird, all the things that I do are bizarre, you know, everything I eat is odd, that I'm selfish, that I don't think of anyone else. And the physical abuse is happening, and I'm being manipulated and controlled. I have no time to myself to even think. I'm definitely not doing anything that I like to do. All, everything is about what he wants, his schedule. So, no, you're not the the big, bad, bold version of yourself that says, you know what, I'm going to do better for me. No, you're, you're the smallest version of yourself in that relationship. I know as you're talking about, I was looking at your bio, mm-hmm. and one of the things it said, as you're talking about the, the, the book, I believe it said, 
said the events are sure to make you cry, yeah. laugh, and or drop your jaw. I like when when I'm hearing your story. I don't know about the laughing piece. Uh, oh. man, I can definitely see the crying. <laughs> I can definitely see the jaw dropping because I'm just like, man, wow, what. Uh, the laugh? Yeah, you know, I think when I started writing, I found so much enjoyment because I would just go to coffee shops in Orlando or any cool space that I found, and I would sit down and be like, okay, today I'm going to write about that time where, you know, he stole my car from me, or I'm going to write about this this time where we were at church and he, you know, came up and reminded me like, oh, you don't have any friends, right? And so at, at first, I'm coming into this thinking this is going to be really emotional, but then as I started writing, I realized there were a lot of times where I said things back to him or I, I did things in that moment that I was like, oh, I didn't realize I did that. And I was actually a part of therapy that was so therapeutic. Um, funny enough to say. <laughs> uh, but she helped me to walk through with my eyes closed some of the events and I saw them differently. Your memory is funny because mm -hmm. what I remembered was you were a victim and you were stupid to just sit there and allow him to say things. But I saw myself fighting back in so many different ways. And so uh, sometimes he would say things that were just so incredibly rude and I would walk in the kitchen, I would say something out loud. And maybe he didn't hear me, but I, I laughed to right. myself because I was like, I'm hilarious. I, <laughs> I am funny. So that's what I mean by laugh. Gotcha. Um, uh, but certainly more on the cry, drop your jaw. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's interesting that the, the, the hindsight or mm -hmm. the as you look back at it and you start to remember things like, man, I did stand up in some yes. ways and formats. Maybe not the way yeah. I would today, yeah. but I did stand up and start to see like it was, I was breaking through. Absolutely. Uh, one of the themes that you definitely walk away with is that I did the best I could at the time uh, when you read this book. And I had to come to terms with that, that I'd never been in an abusive relationship before. If someone shoves me to the ground inside of a closet because they don't like what I'm wearing, then what is it that I'm going to do if this has never happened to me before? Mm -hmm. I'm in shock. Every man that's ever been in my life has cared for me, whether it's uh, my dad, my uncles, former pastors, everyone has tried to help me. This is the first person that's doing something that's the opposite. I'm not supposed to know what to do. Also, he's stronger than me. I'm not supposed to be able to, you know, push him down and mm -hmm. fight back in that physical way. So distancing myself in that room, doing whatever I can to safely get out of that apartment, I did the best I could. If he pushes me down to the ground in the parking lot, that did happen. And I hold my keys as tight as possible, even though he knows the police are being called by, you know, our neighbors. If I hold my keys as tight as possible, that's me fighting back because he doesn't get to just get away, right? Mm -hmm. He gets arrested that night. And I had to really sit back and say, like, you did everything that you could have done, even if it doesn't look like what you wish you could have done in that moment. Right. Yeah. That's powerful. I thought you had something in there. Oh, yeah. no, just, I mean, all I need is some popcorn. This is <laughs> it's ripping tea, right? Right. right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But it's amazing as you're talking about this. So, so what what are your takeaways when you talk to? Uh, are you looking at the comments that are being shared, yeah. and like, and you're sharing this with other people? And now, as you're talking about your story, stronger and bolder, and yeah. with more passion as you keep doing it, what are some of those takeaways you give to people? Take your time. 
Like there's no rush. I, I always say that to you, especially young women. But honestly, you don't have to be a young woman to hear that, to, you know, sit in a room with women, especially. Um, there's a lot of focus on, will I meet my soulmate? And I don't want to be lonely. And I want to meet someone and make memories with them. And I think that is a beautiful goal to have. But at the same time, what is the rush? Like, yeah. And why can't you make some of those memories right now by yourself or Ooh. with girlfriends, um, even if it's just one person like why can't you go to that country with them or again something just dawned on <laughs> when he pushed you down in the parking lot yeah that was it then right no you stayed no. Mm -mm. Uh, I wish that that was it and I will tell you wow. that uh, I remember looking back and I was like that should have been the, the moment yep. <clears throat> um, unfortunately uh, we were scheduled to come to Cleveland the next day and the argument was centered around me getting a promotion that day and him just being you know unable to deal with the fact that my life was still going so mm -hmm. well despite wow. all of his attempts to ruin it um, I came home to Cleveland he was in jail. I didn't tell anybody anything. And by the time I got back to Orlando, uh, he had already talked to our pastors and given them this very strange wow. version Ooh. of the events. Yes, and something. so when I met with them, there was no even mention of, are you safe? Do you feel like you should go back? Like, wh where are you right now? It was sort of like, yeah, you know, you guys really need to, you know, figure things out and you really need to, you know, come to an agreement on, you know, all these different things about your life and how you guys are living. And I was like, wait, how we're living? Like, I'm I'm in a place where we're done, right? I got, I got one more statement. Yeah. The old clock on the wall says, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Time is up. Uh, final remarks first. Man, you know, I, I want to encourage people to get the book. So I know yeah. Jasmine's about to make some final remarks. And I want to make sure you go out, purchase the book, hear the story, and grab hold of the takeaways. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's called The Woman with the Oil, Bearing All and Healing from the Inside Out, and is available on Amazon.com. Well, that's it. And we thank you for being part of 101 with the Canon podcast show. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send all correspondence to canonpodcast at yahoo.com. And always remember, it's better to have truth with division versus unity with error. Until all are one, take care.